Hello and welcome to a Zero to Hero Comics podcast. My name is Jordan. I'm Adam. And I'm Max. And here I am. This... Oh, sorry. Go on. We won't interrupt you again, Adam. <laughs> Have your sorry, moment. I was, I was, I was just coming in to say I was going to cut off Max because he cut me off in last last week's <laughs> episode with my intro, and I've just fucked it up. Apologies. Cut off poor Jordan. Oh, Sorry. I, I was one. innocent in this whole struggle, and, and now <laughs> I'm poor Jordan. Poor, yeah, I owe some apologies, Adam. I apologise to you for cutting you off. I was clearly so excited with our guests last week that my joy was uncontrollable. Jordan, I apologise. You've been caught in the crossfire. Why don't you carry on? I know it's hurtful. It is hurtful. Um, this is a podcast where three friends talk about comic books, and uh, before we kind of get into that. Obviously, I know we've had a bit of conflict just now, but how is everyone doing outside of um, this kind of little battle that you two are facing? <laughs> I would say we're still all friends. We're, yeah, we're still I'm... friends. Are we? I would say so. Oh, oh come on. Oh. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. We are. Strong yeah, words I've... from the man who can't drink a cup of Coca-Cola with ice cubes in it. Yeah. Oh, I had, I had sensitive teeth that one time. <laughs> Bloody I feel hell. like I feel like sensitive teeth is an ongoing thing. I didn't realize it was like a one-time thing. Well, no, on that one particular occasion <laughs> where I had a cup of coke from a, I'm going to explain myself now. So I, I, I got a take. I got um, from, from from the delivery. I got myself um, a burger, drink, and fries from a well-known fast food outlet, and. Um, they, Does it have golden arches? It's golden arches, and they okay. forever do not deliver a straw with my drink, um, paper straw, <laughs> nonetheless. But nothing. <laughs> and you've set me off on one now. And yeah, um, yeah so I wasn't impressed because it doesn't taste the same, if not through a straw in one of those cups. So I had to take the, the little lid off, and then there's so much bloody ice in it. As soon as I was bringing it up to my mouth, the ice cubes would penetrate my teeth. Oh, so um, yeah. I have. So you wouldn't say it was a happy meal then. <laughs> <laughs> it was a sad meal. Sad meal. Um, I have follow-on questions. If anyone listens, this is a comic book podcast, and we will talk about comics in just a moment. Adam, describe the taste of Coca-Cola through a straw as opposed to Coca-Cola without a straw. Also, Coca-Cola not a sponsor yet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It's, I think it's just what you do with your mouth, because when when you're when you're drinking it through a straw, obviously you like you're pursing your lips a bit, and you're like, you know, I can't, I'm trying to do it, and you can't see, obviously, but you know, you're getting your oh, lips lips, lips around it like that, and then <laughs> suck away on the straw, and then up it goes. How many um, episodes have we get into the podcast without Adam saying you put your lips around it and then see how it goes? I feel like not that many. No, there is. There's usually something that's uh, grinding your gears these days, Adam. Oh, um, nice, you know. nice, nice little pun there. Um, I was Thank just talking about the, the, you know, the, the thing regarding drinking, drinking a beverage through a straw. Um, if you two have filthy minds, then that's down to you. Obviously, obviously, people we associate with. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this week we're talking about Jordan's absolute favorite yes i jordan when i first met you it was one of the first things we i remember us talking about it is of course buffy the vampire slayer i just love to nerd out over things and buffy is something i love to nerd out over that's all right and we will nerd over that before we carry on obviously we're all aware of the allegations made by people who've worked with joss whedon obviously recently and in the past obviously Mm. our hearts do go out to them what we'll just be exploring, though, is obviously the show itself and the comic book itself. We won't be getting into kind of the behind the scenes or the kind of production process. So we'll just be focusing on those. But, I mean, why don't you guys tell me about what, you know, what Buffy was for you? Buffy I don't want to cut was... him off. I might get told off. <laughs> yeah. So whatever you do, do not cut him off. You just cut me off. Anyway. Adam, do you want to go first? I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll hand the mic over to you. Thank you. I had already started. So, um, for me, it just reminds me of like growing up and being at secondary school, 
like the latter part of secondary school and yeah just finding a show that was kind of a bit different a bit funny in places not really scary at all to be honest um but yeah it's a good old good old gang of friends the scooby gang and um yeah i thoroughly enjoyed it um when uh, i was a pretty big fan i used to go out and buy the um back in the day vhs box sets yeah too right too right so when when, um, other than the first season which is only 12 episodes the other seasons you used to have to buy part one and part two so they were getting a good good chunk of my pocket money back then yeah definitely i um for me i definitely i recall it was like it was a family show we'd all sit around and watch it and i'll be honest there were episodes that were a bit scary like gentlemen. for the most part it wasn't yeah gentlemen they were creepy oh, God, that was creepy as um yeah. there was the monster um the kinderstad which only the sick children could see that, oh, was, that creepy. was creepy that oh, was well that creepy. oh my god like, yeah there were some that were really quite scary obviously not all but yeah there were quite a few that were very creepy um but yeah, I was like, I was looking, looking at like the dates of its release, like 1997, and then it finished in 2003, which is so long ago, so long. I know. 97. So that came out when I was in primary school. Exactly. March oh, 10th, 1997 was a TV show. The movie before that we won't talk about because clearly isn't as good uh, was 1992. Yeah. Oh wow. Oh, yeah, I, I mean, I remember watching it on. Like, I think it might have been Sky where we watched it. And I agree, Joe. I remember being not, I wouldn't say I was petrified of it. It did used to scare me. Now, what was the name of the old boy, the wrinkly one on season one, like the big bad Giles? Yeah. No, Giles is the watcher. (laughs) He's lovely. We all love Giles. Um, Yeah, the master. Yeah, he used to really freak me out. And he's got weird eyes, hasn't he? Yeah, very long fingernails as well. Mm, Yeah, yeah. he's got that like Nosferatu vibe, hasn't he? And uh, yeah, big star. yeah, he used to freak me out proper. And very I'm, pale, could have done with some sun. Yeah, he was very <laughs> pale. Is it these one where they have the hyena demon people as well? That was a good one. Yes, that's, yeah, yes, I think so. yeah. When they go to the, like that zoo on a, like a field trip. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. yeah, and yeah, I remember some bits. I really remember really vividly. Like I don't know why. I really remember when her boyfriend got turned into like a cyborg. There's there's one season I missed he, though. I missed season four. It is part of her boyfriend, isn't it? Is it or maybe it's not her boyfriend? Are you on about Riley and then yeah. Adam the cyborg? Adam. Riley doesn't get turned yeah. into a cyborg. Oh, Riley's Riley. just a betraying, backstabbing bastard who we all hate. Oh well, fair enough then. But yeah, I remember the cyborg really vividly. <laughs> He's just got a machine heart, not literally. Just it's cold and dead inside because he betrays Buffy. I clearly Wasn't have there an episode where she meets stuff. Dracula as well. Yeah, she meets Dracula. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, I yeah. was more of an angel guy. I did like Angel. That was good. Yeah. I liked Angel, but I think I followed Angel purely just because of how much I love Buffy. Like my mother yeah. and myself, we used to go to the Buffy cons. We used to work them. I I signatures. No, I didn't. That is pretty cool. All about it. Did, did you went to one? Did you say, or you didn't go to one? I went to one um, in, I don't remember where it was now, it's near Heathrow Airport, I think, um, mm-hmm. and I sat in a restaurant um, behind uh, Mercedes McNabb and Harmony, and um, mm-hmm. I remember like being there with my parents and my best friend at the time, and I remember taking, like, it's going to sound really wrong, but taking like my, <laughs> my dinner knife up to my God. face to use as like a, a, a mirror. So I could kind of like see her in in the in the knife. You described that in such an upsetting way. Yeah, I didn't know where that story was going. Yeah, neither did I. I was expecting restraining order at the end of that story. <laughs> nah. No, I think one of the things that was so enduring about Buffy, think about, it, is that obviously it's Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and you follow Buffy the Vampire Slayer, but the whole cast of Buffy was just so well casted really and just all, all of the characters have spun off into their own, like you say, their own projects and they're all great. Like there wasn't a single member of 
the Buffy cast that you weren't even the bad guys are memorable like even the annoying characters like yeah you, you still think of them because they're that good but like, especially you think of like Xander you think of Willow Giles like wrinkly old man <laughs> <laughs> I, I I miss Jenny Calendar you know yeah from season two Giles's girlfriend who then yeah because Angelus kills her um yeah really when he goes dark Oh yeah, because she she only gets into it, I think, because a demon got into the internet, and there was like a yeah, cyber. She the... Yeah, she came into the yeah. episode, didn't she? That way, she had uh, to like, like the cyber hack the demon or something, which I love just as a premise. <laughs> just very very put together, and Giles obviously needs some help because he just has books. Yeah, Giles doesn't internet. Yeah, I'll rip her. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Giles, well, I, Giles I love this gang. All of them are such good characters, though. You're you're definitely right. Oh god, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I who's think your favourite? Oh, who's my favourite? Yeah, pick a favourite Scooby Gang member uh, from who's from con- the entire series. From the yeah, they have to have been from season one to seven. No, no, they they can they oh. can be from any season because actually, I, I was looking at it. The only two cast members that are in every single show are Buffy and Willow. Xander okay. is missing in one episode, uh, but Buffy and Willow are the only one in every single episode, which I Why didn't is he know. missing? Why is he missing? He's missing in one episode, and I'm not exactly sure which one it was. Um, I got distracted. I went down the rabbit hole uh, of watching YouTube videos. But I, uh, I will find out at one point. And I'll right. My favourite, and it's a controversial pick for two reasons. One, I don't think it would be one you think of. Two, I can't remember her name, so it's not the best <laughs> one. But... Remember, remember Zander's girlfriend who was the Anya. demon, Anya, Anya. 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 Yeah, I thought when she's in demon yeah, form. I thought, yeah, I thought she was brilliant. Like I thought because she, as I remember it, as I remember in the show, she very much was just like something weird would all happen, even though she's a demon. And we're watching Buffy going, "Cool, let's fix this." The gang are all saying, "Cool, let's fix this," and she's like, "This is dumb. Why are we doing this?" And like I yeah. quite liked that. Or kind of opposition to the normal. I liked how creeped yeah. out she was by bunnies as well. Yeah, she. It, I think it was because, like you say, she was so different. So, like her point of reference yeah. was just, and I think it played so well because, because obviously Xander was your everyman. He didn't have powers, and then to have him paired up with Anya, and it'd be like, well, I'm a demon, and he's like, well, I'm just, just, just Joe Bloggs. I think mm. they've had together well. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, definitely. You, I was going to say Anya as well, but um, I who else did I really like? Yeah, we, I'm going to stick with Anya. Um, I really liked her character, um, just different, and mm. it was really kind of like refreshing to have that like di- different viewpoint, I guess, from the rest of the gang. Um, obviously not having like grown up, I guess, with with being a human, um, it's a bit different for her. I also, um, like, I really liked Willow. Like, the mm. journey she went on was, like, amazing. Being, like, this this, this really kind of, like, scaredy little geek who fancied Xander for, like, her entire existence to then, like, becoming this, like, uber witch... I mean, she was um, the big bad in season six, wasn't she? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, she was. You you can understand that. Though. I mean, like she lost the love of her life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was um, rough. Yeah, wow, it was. Oh, and then Xander brought her back, though. It was it was so sweet. It was like yeah. the every man can do it. As I remember, with that watching that one, I feel like they hyped her up that whole season, and then Xander was like, "You need to chill," and she was like, "Okay." Like I feel well, like that little bit was a bit anticlimactic. See, I disagree because before that happened, Giles gave her good magic to protect the humanity inside of her. And then Xander went and she was like kicking the shit out of him. She was like, I'm just going to destroy the world. Just end it. Just She just went to that tree and was like, I'm just going to destroy the world. She was powerful. And then Xander like just let her beat him up. And then like the humanity and it was so sweet. Mm. I think that's one of the things I love the human element of it like yeah the relationship oh, yeah and what what better person to bring her back like in the very end like to really like just like calm her down the yeah, exactly. the guy that she 
her, her first love, if you will, and someone who she's been close to the entire time. And like, he's, stay, he's staying there and sticking by her regardless of what shit she throws his way. Yeah. I'm surprised, was... you know, I didn't think you'd go with Anya. I thought you'd go with Spike. See, I feel like Spike was too obvious. Spike is a great, a great, well, what starts as a recurring side character to main cast and mm. excellent, very, very good story arc for a character. Mm. Really enjoyed that. But yeah, I feel like it was too obvious. What, who, what were oh. you saying, Jordan? Adam, you owed? <laughs> <laughs> I did, I owed. Also, I really liked, I don't know if you remember her, I really liked Drusilla. Yeah, she was creepy. She I wouldn't creepy. put Drusilla Scooby Gang, though. I oh, know she's not Scooby Gang, but she knows she's just part of the. Oh, are we not? Is it? Oh. But anyway. <laughs> You're allowed to like Drusilla. <laughs> yeah, you can like her. I just, I, I, was, I was talking specifically Scooby Gang members, is all. Well, veering away from Scooby Gang, <laughs> another, another character I liked was Drusilla, due to like. It was interesting to see someone so. She was evidently very damaged as a person. Yeah. And obviously that had transferred into her vampire self. And yeah, it was, she was obviously like a, a big bad vampire as well. And but she didn't always get things right. And she, yeah, it was interesting having her as like in a juxtaposition with someone say like Dala, who was very, I guess you could say manipulative at times. And completely forgot about Dala. She was brilliant. Yeah, Dala was good as well. Um, Dala was far more switched on than Drusilla, though. Drusilla was oh, God, yeah. out of it. She was crazy. She was like, the stars, my pretty. Like, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. I'm a vampire. Yeah. Who was your um, favourite in the Scooby gang, Jordan? See, the reason I asked you guys first is because I needed time because I can't pick. <laughs> I struggle so much. If you have to um, pick. If I had to pick, I, I genuinely, I kind of, I think I'd go with Giles just because okay. he's just this, he started, when you look at like a journey, he starts off as this kind of pompous, br- stereotypically British librarian who's like books and doesn't do anything. He gets kicked off the council, which is his whole career because he like becomes like a father figure he's so involved and he supports them all. And I just think, I don't know. I just, I, I really like him as a, as a, uh, as an actor, to be honest as well. I really think he's very good. Um, cup of tea, cup of tea. Almost had a shag cup of tea. I yeah. think Spike says three months. <laughs> yeah. I like him as Ripper as well. I think that's fun. When he, uh, when they have their little, uh, Joyce and Giles both, um, become young on one of the episodes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think, a, I think Giles. Okay, here's a flip question. You go first, Adam. Mm. If you had to, essentially, you're going to remove one character from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. They were never in it, oh. and they never will be in it. Who are you going to get rid of? They were never why? in it. Mm. Say again, they were never in it. Yeah, so they never came into the show. Yeah. That was it. They're just retconned from the show. They're gone. Never involved. And why? Mm. And they have to be like actual cast. You can't just put random person that walks past. Yeah. You can't be like a student number five. Yeah. <laughs> like one mm. of the various teachers oh, that you used to see. Got it. Dawn. Yeah, got it. Dawn. Dawn. Buffy's sister. Yeah. Good choice. I mean, what's your why? She was just a whiny little bit. And I, I'd never really understood how she just appeared all of a sudden at the beginning of season five. Because she was the key. I know, but no. I no, not a, for you. I just thought it was a bullshit way of introducing a sister, to be honest. Okay. And that's where I stand on that one. <laughs> um, this is a hill you're going to die on, and you're happy with it. Exactly. No, that's fair enough. What about you, Jordan? In all honesty, I kind of looking looking at the cast, I think i got to agree. It, you can't really get rid of villains, because they bring so much to it. And Dawn is kind of, for a large part of it, she doesn't exist. And then when she does, she's the key. And then looking at the comic book, things get weird for Dawn. <laughs> like, really yeah. weird. Yeah, they um, do get weird for Dawn. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I think I'd be, I think the story could have been just as good without Dawn. I think Dawn was probably only introduced 
as a comfort for when Buffy's mother Joyce gets gotten by the monster that makes people insane. Mm, yeah, and it was like a replacement kind of family member, so to speak, and like a way to like have Spike babysit and stuff. I I think she was a plot device, and I think they could probably have done something different. Yeah, I agree. I'm trying to my one I'm, is again a typical me is I can't remember his name. Oz. He was the kind of oh, Oz is a good choice to get rid of. Keep Oz on the back burner for a moment if no one else can remember who I'm trying to describe. So we're going to get a deep cut here because I can't remember his name. Right. So he was like this older guy who joined the gang and he, I know who he, I can't remember his name. I know Wesley? his origin. No, Spike killed his mum and his mum was the slayer that he took the jacket from. Oh, the um, the head teacher. Yes, whatever his name was. Oh, I don't remember this. That was yeah, the last so, season. Yeah, so remember Adam that Which Spike season? Is this killed... season seven? Yeah. Yeah. So Spike killed a slayer back in like, it was like the 60s or 70s, wasn't it? And, um, you know, he wears his black leather jacket that was hers. Yeah. Robin his... he... Yeah, it must be. Her, her son comes back as like with a secret vendetta against him. Do you mean... um? Robin Wood is who he means. Is that who it is? Yeah. Yeah. Is that fish? I think that whole storyline, I mean, Oz is my definite second choice because mm. he was like, you, he's Xander, but let's give him like a power. But the thing is um, with Oz, and the reason I didn't remove Oz is because I think mm. Oz is kind of what puts Willow onto magic and kind of convinces Willow to transition. Yeah. Maybe Willow wouldn't but be yeah, the my, same without Oz. My Robin one was purely because learning more when you learn more about Spike's backstory and stuff. I was happy with that, and I feel like I feel like to, especially to drudge it up in the last season, it just seems like well, we need something for Spike to do for a little bit. Do you know what I mean? Hmm. And I feel like I mean, it was, Spike was, it was doing a lot at the time anyway. He'd gone. He he'd had his chip before, and the. Uh... In yeah, the, the chip was a good storyline. That got was a good storyline. Did oh, yeah, that yeah. whole thing. He did all sorts. And he was very pivotal in the yeah. final episode. Yeah. 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 And I think that's a, that's a sweet moment. That's an easy writing card, though, isn't it? When you have a vampire character, you can be like, you met them at some point in the past. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's like, that is true. Although I, I think I think the reason they did that is because Spike had such a history of being a, a bad guy and whereas like Angel went to Angelus and when he was Angelus he was messed up like he was super oh, evil super evil yeah or as Spike they never really explored it that much he was just sassy and he wasn't a very good bad guy because he, he didn't have that malicious nature that Angelus did so I think it mm. was just a way to nod to say Yes, Spike's good now, and he's helping out, but he also still was the person who killed a bunch of Slayers, and wears their coats still. He was, yeah, he was quite evil at the beginning, though, wasn't he? Do you think back to when he first entered in season two? He was, but he was chilling like in the was it? It was Spike in the wheelchair, wasn't it? Just yeah, and and he was just what? chilling. That was weird. I feel like it was. Sorry. He was in a wheelchair, and I was just thinking, I like, don't remember that... this. Yeah, he yeah. was. They rocked he up was in chat. Mouth, and I can't remember why he was in the wheelchair. <laughs> but um, I do agree. I think, especially Angelus and Spike, like, you look at Angelus, and you're like, oh, he's a bit messed up. What I really enjoyed more was the episodes where you got Spike's backstory, where he was, like, a loser poet, and his mum just was, like, a bit doolally as well. Yeah. That was good. I enjoyed it. Rather than Angelus, who was like, oh, Dad, you're so, like, religious. I don't want to be religious. I'm going to be a vampire. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Obviously, super condensed version. Whereas, like, I feel like Spike's story is, I don't know, not necessarily more convincing, but more, like, especially at first, because obviously he attacks the people who took the mick out of his poetry. <laughs> that you're like, power to you. Let the man do his poetry. <laughs> And then he discovers hair bleach and he was like, look at these beautiful platinum blonde hair. And those cheeks. Those gaunt cheeks just yes. straight in. 
Very true. Very um. Yeah. You I remember she chiselled, but it's not really that chiselled. I remember you could cut cheese with them <laughs> on his cheeks. On his yeah. cheeks. Well, yeah, I guess. I remember a guy I went to school with was obsessed with like Spike from Buffin, like the whole look. And he went for a phase of like when we would go out and like do stuff, he would only wear like black t shirt and jeans. And he would remember Spike used to go through that phase of um, the black fingernail polish. Yeah. 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 And he like, he'd wear that as well. I was like, it's pretty cool, I guess. I mean, it was no cooler than me with my flame t shirt and my like boot cut jeans on. I feel like nail polish was still cool in the 90s. I think that was probably when it was, like, coolest. Hop on your skateboard and uh, paint your nails. No one sounded more cool than you. Than <laughs> Hop on skateboard. They called for skating. I ne- I'll be honest, I never skateboarded. It was never, never for me. I had one and I kind of stood next to it to look cool, but I never really used it. Oh, I had one as well, but I, I, I don't think I ever stood on it. I can imagine you, Jordan, being like, who is this Tony Hawk you speak of? <laughs> Why am I posh? I feel like I'm from the <laughs> norm. I'm, I'm decidedly not as posh as you southern folk. No, they just used your skateboard to like pull coal out of the mine. Well, exactly, obviously. I can't imagine you ever being like grungy or skateboardy, Adam. Um, that's a very good assumption. Because um, <laughs> I wasn't and I'm not. To be fair though, Adam predates too late. that genre, doesn't he? So I predate yeah. what? Sorry, what was that? That, genre, that that era of style. How dare you? Well, you were probably a bit too old to be painting your nails and skateboarding around. Well, I don't have good balance, so that's the main reason I wasn't skateboarding around. And uh, painting my nails was just not for me. So, are you a big, a big, a big grunge fan, Adam? Um. Why don't you ask? Why, why don't you answer that one? What do you think? What well, no. I'll change the question. What's your favourite Nirvana song? It smells like Teen Spirit. Good can call. you name one? Can you name one other Nirvana song? Um, it smells like Teen Spirit too. <laughs> <The reason. laughs> this time it's smelly. Um, but no, I I I can't answer that question because I don't know. No, that's fair enough. That's What's your favourite? Mine's um. Mine's on a plane. Mm, good call. Not that we're talking about Nirvana now, but I was just curious. No, but right. Should we take a quick break? And then we're going to be getting into the comic book, which we said before was issue one of season eight, The Long Way Home. Sounds good. Yes. I have Sounds many good. more things I could say about this series, but we will move on anyway. That's fine. We still got time to talk about it in the actual, when we I'm get so into excited. the comic book as well. <laughs> <laughs> right. See you in a minute. Catch you later. Hello, guys. I hope you are enjoying the episode. Uh, if you have any questions or want to contact us about anything we have recorded or anything you would like for us to discuss on a future episode, you can contact us via email on zero to hero comics at gmail.com that is t-o not the number two uh you can also tweet us on twitter and dm instagram us on instagram uh the handle for that is at z2 the number h comics that's z2 h comics uh yeah hit us up message us and uh look forward to hearing from you enjoy the rest of the show and welcome back and we're still talking buffy the vampire slayer you two all right yes i am i am yes i am (laughs) i am (laughs) (laughs) i'm not sure that you are (laughs) i am good i I love buffy i'm all about it i've i've not i've not watched it i've not listened to it i've not read it for so long coming back to the comic all those good vibes all those feels well that answers my question that i was going to ask you first jordan is how did you find this issue what did you all think the feels i found all the feels and i'll be honest with you so, so many feels i overall i don't think i like the direction they've gone with the comic okay but 
it still brought back all those good vibes from Buffy. But I, I think the story, I think what they've done with it, I don't, I don't really like it. I don't, I think I'm happy with season seven ending the way it did and it, it not going on. Mm. I think I would be, okay. I would be satisfied with that. I have read a bit further beyond this, this issue and it's not for me. I think it's ruining it. I think it's spoiling what it was. Yeah. You think it, it finished on a high note? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Mm. To say well, that, that it gets happen. too weird is is yeah. quite the statement. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd, you, agree, I'd agree with Jordan, you know. I Obviously, I haven't read anything um, past the the issue that we've we've looked at today. Um, mm. But for me, it felt, it did feel very Buffy. It felt like the, it felt, almost felt like the start of a reboot because it's meant to, to begin after the events of season seven. I mean, it's not, a, mm-hmm. it's obviously, it doesn't feel like it's like a straight afterwards kind of thing. No, it's not. Max lied to us when he said that. I was very yeah. <laughs> I, I again I will read the quote from page one well not even page one the first page after the cover before the panels even start this story takes place after the end of Buffy the Vampire Slayer season seven so but not directly after not directly well, but I mean my point I'm... with this is that it it felt like a good place to start something fresh so you finished you finished your first seven seasons it's all it's like you've parked you've parked it as a series and now you're having a reboot um and like inverted commas season eight here now um and i I, it felt like a good way to begin you've you've got you've got like all of these slayers now that have this joint um i don't know what you call it a feeling a power uh uh inheritance that... yeah because they have powers don't they yeah yeah they are now the chosen ones plural yeah and yeah it just felt like it was um yeah a good place to to begin if you were trying to like kick things off again although if i must say from having a look at this i think xander's got a bit above his station if he, if i if you don't mind me saying <laughs> do you know what no i i will comment on that though Xander in this is leading all these forces, obviously. And he, I mean, he takes, he makes a joke because he's got an eye patch and he calls, he makes Nick Fury jokes. But actually, in season three, when they're battling with the mayor, Xander organizes all the students to like pull out flamethrowers and fire bow and arrows at all the vamps and stuff. So he is probably the best person for the job. (laughs) He does pay homage back to it, back to like things they've done in the past. I mean, I'm all for, I quite like, you know, I'm a big fan of like an all-girl team, so which is mm-hmm. pretty cool. And also, I'm a big fan of any character that is clearly German, and they write her being very German as well. I really like that. Especially the one that says, well, she's like, they've just impaled those monsters with the harpoons, and she, her dialogue actually says, that vent vel. I was like, a lot of time for that. I'm all for that. But... I know what you mean. It does feel like it's missing a little something. I feel like you get that back later on when you have the kind of dialogue with Dawn and Buffy. But yeah, I think it's maybe because I just enjoyed kind of Buffy as like your local superhero, if that makes yeah. sense. Mm, rather than this big, all the technology yeah. and jumping out of helicopters and yeah. No, it, stri- I, I don't it felt stripped it back. You, uh, so I think for Buff, see for me, I think Buffy felt more stripped back a little bit. Mm. Um, I think because she, she's no, it's not all on her shoulders now, is it? Doesn't have to take the brunt of the work. It's a shared responsibility now, so she can perhaps have some more downtime, maybe. Do you know though? In, in like looking at kind of how the story continues. Buffy is still like she's the figurehead and and it's kind of it's briefly touched on in this this episode but it goes on and and Buffy is basically highlighted as like a terrorist leader she is a charismatic leader of a faction of powerful beings and the government are out to get her she cannot rest at all 
Yeah, 100%. And they've got their little base of operations in Scotland. And yeah, it's such a shift, isn't it? In dynamics of how she's always been the leader of the group, but now she's the leader of like an organization. Yeah. Which, which I don't know. I know what you mean. It just seems, it seems out of character. I also find it really weird. Again, this sounds like so like, oh, I find it weird. Any of the panels where Buffy's holding a gun. Yeah. I find that really strange. I just don't get that. But maybe again, you don't need a gun. I'm so thing. used to seeing like Buffy, like platinum blonde, big hair in hand, and they're like, it's almost those two counterintuitive. Like you see her, but then you don't expect her to have this big wooden knife in her hands. Whereas this, you know, she looks, you know, tree organization with a gun. And I'm like, I don't know, it doesn't scream Buffy to me. I did enjoy though that we get to then go, cool, let's go back to and um, sunny down and see that and which is now <laughs> reduced just to a crater yeah I did like I mean, that, that kind of homage exactly and they sent someone into the crater to see what was in there nice little bit of Buffy horror that you kind of just see enough and then cut away I think a few panels after that there's quite a big thing I think we need to talk about <laughs> a really big thing <laughs> yeah a really big thing which is? Are you mentioning brief? Are you alluding to when we first catch up with Dawn in this issue, and I, she I, is? I, I am. And she is easily thirty foot tall, I with mean, no she explanation. Is, she is four panels tall. Well, yeah. she does. <laughs> now, essentially, because she's been, you know, it's alluded to she's been dating and has slept with this demon. Or some kind of spooky dookie. Thrice wise, the fir- whatever he's called. Yeah, yeah, thrice wise for the first time. And uh, yeah, she's now massive, drinking lots of little barrels of water. <laughs> I think, in fairness, I think it's a fair punishment from what, because I haven't read all of the series, but I definitely, I got too keen and I was like, I want full spoilers. I want to read it all. From my understanding, she was dating a thrice wise um, and then slept with his roommate instead of him. And Uh-oh. this is this is the curse that he has put on her. So, oh, so bad. I thought it was some sort of like really horrible like STI. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I suppose a curse kind of is maybe, but no. F- from my understanding, and I very well could be wrong, so um, direct your complaints elsewhere. Uh, my understanding is, yeah, she cheated on this thricewise uh, individual and. He decided to put a curse on her, and that is one of the curses because I think it sh- it manifests in different ways throughout the season. Okay, okay. I think again, apologies to any Dawn fans. Big like I'm a big Buffy Dawn fan. <laughs> it's the most interesting storyline Dawn's had, in my opinion. See, I like, like Dawn and Spike and and their kind of friendship. I'll be honest. Uh... I think it allows having Dawn there is also because they're, they're very. I think they they mention it in this episode, don't they? Um, Buffy says like when she's like having her inner monologue, like how comes whenever they talk, they revert back to being twelve year olds. I think that's kind of the the chemistry that they, they are sisters, so they're gonna bitch, they're gonna bicker, um, and they're gonna have that kind of like sister thing going on. You know, like have with your siblings. You 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 you're not always the most mature, are you, when you're having a uh, when one of them's pissing you off, um, exactly. So, yeah, I think it, it having a sister character, even though, like I said, I don't like Dawn at all as a character. It does allow Buffy to have that immaturity and it to be justified, considering obviously she's in her twenties. So. I've just just been double checking my facts, and, and I was correct that that is what happened. I've just sent you guys a message. I don't know if you'll be able to open it. Uh, that's what a thrice wise looks like. What I've just sent I mean, it, it is absolutely stunning. <laughs> it is a shapeshifter, so it can What's change. What's it shape. doing with its tongue? Well, uh, I, I, I believe that's thought. <laughs> oh well, yes, that's um, he has very bulging. Big eyes. Yep. <laughs> Three of them. Yeah, we'll, 
We'll make sure this image is posted on our Instagram and Twitter for he anyone who listens form. and it's, it's wants not to know. Super weird. He does have a human form. You know what? Power to her. Power to her for going to, for that form. I mean, she's I learned mean, it yeah. from a sister. Her sister, literally, Vampire Slayer. You know who I'm going to fall in love with? Vampire. Yeah, she's like, she's like, I need, I need me a guy that is dead and a minimum 100 years old. <laughs> Pretty much. She's like, that's what I need. But I mean, yeah, they. I agree, Adam. They do very much become sisters again in that moment, especially with the dialogue where Dawn's like, "I could squash you, squash you like a flea," and um, Buffy's like, "Your butt looks big in those giant pants," <laughs> and then just shuts the door on her face. That's such but, like a sibling thing to say, like, "Oh, I know, we'll wind you up." The I, I think that's the it. only bit it goes back to it, though, isn't it? They, it's the only family moment for the entire issue, and that's the thing. I think mm. that's what we in this is a big thing about Buffy is family and in this it's very condensed to the original family of there's Buffy, there's Dawn there's some Zark and it's the family feels small and yeah they need Willow as well I mean obviously as who Dawn wants Dawn wants to speak to Willow doesn't she who's like a surrogate sister figure busy though all of all of like the previous allies are all in different like countries running different parts of the Slayer organisation and Willow's like running like the magic circle or, or something like that. I don't recall exactly, but she's like in charge of like a lot of magic people. A Buffy question for you, Jordan. Ooh, I hope because, I uh, deliver on your question. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't specifically read a lot of the Buffy comic books. I know of, I was more into the Angel series following that. The obviously the alluding to the villain that we're going to meet right at the end, Amy, who's got a kind of magical glowing orb. Is she new to the comic book or is she show? Because I don't remember uh, so her. So Amy is actually from the show. Yeah, as oh, soon okay, as I saw that good. in the final panel, I was like, oh my God, it's Amy. Yeah. So even, yeah, I was, I was like, oh wow, they brought her back, which is interesting because was, she was in it during the high school days, wasn't she? Yeah, Amy's kind of, she wasn't really a big role. I saw her and I was like, well, who's this? This means nothing to me. Okay, and so she was just in the show as like, I'm guessing like another witch or some kind of spooky. Yeah, wasn't it her mum? Was she the cheerleader? And her mum was like living through... Have I got that wrong? Well, she... Let me just double check now because I'm... Because my she memory is that... But, my... but prior to that, was she not... Her mum was the witch... I think, and she was trying to live her live her um, yeah. live her cheerleading glory days again through her daughter. Um, and then yeah, I mean, yeah, I feel like that's a a deep laid away plan, isn't it? Of you've planned this out that this nobody that you were expecting will come back as a kind of bigger character. I do like though that her only demand is that she wants a lot of cheese. Hmm. Which well, could be because she could be because she was. Yeah, I was going to say because she was a rat. <laughs> she loves that rat life. I mean, she was a rat for like three years or so, so it was a while. Yeah, just she needs that cheese. But I think, yeah, needless to say, I think we're all. It's given us Buffy vibes, but it's you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I think this is one where I think so far in this series we've seen things that have only benefited from having a comic book follow it on mm. and now now it seems on this one it's kind of like well i can't remember who gets switched either amy or the mum gets put into a trophy it's in the cabinet in the high school i'm not too sure i know that um she transformed into a rat to like flee basically oh yeah amy the rat i remember that bit yeah amy, uh, I think she made a couple of appearances, you know, didn't she? Yeah, it, it kind of, it, in honesty, it felt like maybe if the sh- in a show, maybe it would have been different and it would have been a smoother transition. But to go from what I remember of her in the show to I'm now what amounts to being the big bad, kind of, kind of doesn't feel right for me. I was happy with where it was. I don't know if that is because, like with Farscape, I'd watched a bit of it, 
and then reading it, I was like, yeah, this continues on, but I hadn't watched it as much. Whereas mm. I think with Buffy, like I had the VHS, I had the DVDs, my mother connect collected all the figurines. I had the Once More With Feeling soundtrack and played Me on repeat over and over again. <laughs> and I think it might just be a thing where something that kind of continues on is never going to hit the mark of what it was when I grew up with it. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Which is I a shame. Think. Because they they are doing a reboot of the show, uh, apparently. I wasn't aware of it, but in my, uh, in my reading, it, it looks like they are. Okay, that could be interesting. Because I know we mentioned briefly earlier, Jordan, that they have rebooted the comic book mm. recently. And it's gone back to a... It's set more more kind of like 2000s. And it's, but it's still got a kind of a campy kind of late 90s vibe, which is quite good, actually. And they've some things have done they've retold in different ways. But, yeah. You know, who knows? It could take influence from that and some bits from the original show. But I think power to it if it goes in its own direction. Yeah, I mean, it, it's telling a story of a different Slayer. And and to be honest, I, I don't know whether it's still happening because all of the information about it seems to be from 2018. So okay. it's a bit dated. So I don't know whether it's even continuing. I don't know whether kind of the pandemic hit and everyone's just forgot about it because a lot of things did that way. Um, but it actually, looking at it, it seems to have, you know, the original Buffy movie? Um, yes. Uh, so the director of that, Fran, and I'm going to butcher the name here, Fran Rubel Kuzai, actually is involved in the reboot as well as Joss. So they're okay. getting like a whole gang back together to produce it to make something that kind of fit some works so i'm, I'm kind of hopeful maybe okay. i don't know maybe fingers crossed adam the girls aren't here to bully you this time it's your time <laughs> for the show adam from reading this issue of comic books would you go out and buy a comic book Well, I, I'm going to go with I don't know, because okay. Jordan has kind of like said that it does it goes downhill a little bit. I, I wouldn't mind seeing what happens next. I think I need another little taste before I am committed to anything. Um, it does have to for me. At... You, I think you, you might enjoy it. I think, like I say, I think my near-on obsession with Buffy growing up probably means that i'm never going to enjoy it but i think i think you might enjoy it just for me it feels like it's it's it didn't need to be done yeah okay maybe we'll check in with you next week adam and uh see if you've read a bit more and see how you feel i think that's highly unlikely (laughs) yeah (laughs) too many words so next week we're changing the format slightly we've been doing tv shows that have gone on to become Next week, we are going the other way. A very highly acclaimed comic book that went on to be an even more highly acclaimed TV show. The next week, we're talking about The Walking Dead, specifically issue 100 of The Walking Dead, which is titled Something to Fear, Part 4. Is that in the... Chronologically, where does that sit in The Walking Dead series? To put you on the spot. So don't worry, I've done, you know me, unlike usually, I am mildly prepared. Um, the, the, the TV counterpart to this mm-hmm. issue would essentially be, let's just say the last 20 minutes of the last episode of season five and the first episode of season six. Hmm. So there'll be people I recognize in it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. I, I don't. I don't hello. even remember if I'd have been watching at this point. I. I. you I can guarantee you, Rick Grimes looks very different in this to what you were expect to see him like. Oh, that's upsetting. Interesting. Yeah, Rick. Yeah, Rick's got one hand. Oh. Oh yeah. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. I thought he could sound like his hair. Or he didn't have a beard or something. Or... No, we'll get into it more next episode. In the next episode, but a little spoiler that they did. So, remember the governor character? 
Mm-hmm. Yep, I remember him. Yeah, so in the comic books, he cuts off Rick's hand, and it's a big, shocking, like, oh my god, he just cut off Rick's hand. And they toyed, apparently, so the rumours say online, they toyed around with doing it for the show, but because obviously they do a lot of action scenes and running around, the CGI to... not great. Yeah, to, to constantly have to kind of blur out his hand and, like, logistically have him running around and still shooting things and opening doors and doing everything they just didn't go for it in the end mm-hmm. in fairness so, i would say that the walking dead had a lot more running around and like action scenes in like game of thrones and there's still scenes where uh jamie with his hand gone is seen holding a starbucks coffee so <laughs> I, I can understand that it's quite difficult to like keep continuity of that 100 percent. i think yeah it's it's not easy but also i quite like where things they're not afraid to go it doesn't have to be 100% faithful to the source in that extent but obviously we'll go into a bit more about that next week Adam would you like to tell people where they can contact us yes so um, don't forget we have our social media um, that's up and about so we are on Instagram and Twitter Um, you can find us by the handle Z2 that's the number 2 H comics that's Z2 H comics and if you want to discuss um today's episode um you can use the hashtag z2h buffy perfect but yeah feel free to contact us anything i want to reply and discuss my buffy with people <laughs> i want the sake everyone of Jordan. to tell me their favorite scooby gang yeah yeah let us know what your favorite scooby gang was yeah, that's what I'm asking. One. that is everyone's homework all the listeners <laughs> Sounds good. Right. Until next week then, guys. See you later. See you later. See ya. Bye. Podcast.